Sports Social with Eddie State Jr. We are back once again here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio as well as iHeartRadio, Spotify listeners out there. And you know what? I took a little break. Let me be honest with you guys. Um, a lot of things have been going on, you know, outside of doing the podcast. And I just felt like it's only fair that I address the, the bit of a month, about of a month break we had since our last episode. So... For those that may not know, and they should know if you read the um, the bio of the show and everything, I'm a journalist. I work for 1010 Wins, and I also work for um, Disney streaming services, working with ESPN Plus, you know, NHL. And because of that, there's a lot of different changing and switching around and basically a lot of shifts that, that happen to, to come my way. And it's a blessing to be in this type of business because it's always changing. It's always, you know, upgrading. There's always these uh, situations where you have the opportunity to move up, the opportunity to do new things to further your career. One of the things that um, I have been working on in regards to like 1010 Wins, I've been a producer there for for about, f- close, I'll say going on five years soon and uh, been with the company which was originally CBS Radio, uh, eventually bought by Intercom for now over, wow, it's weird to say, like 12 years, about to be 12 years if you count the internship back in 2007. And, uh, you know, I just, I've seen so many things, so many changes, so many, uh, so many great opportunities that, that come about from there. And uh, my latest opportunities that I have been getting, uh, if you follow my Twitter at Ed Easton Jr., I've got an opportunity to go out there and uh, talk to people, get sound as a 1010 Wins, you know, producer. Doing some reporting is, you know, as some people may look at it at it as, but uh, I like to say I was just going out there getting sound. But uh, it was just a great experience to be out in the field and and just talking to people. And uh, now the stories that I was covering were not feel good stories. These weren't the type of stories where I, I could post on Instagram and feel good about myself. So for that reason. I left them off Instagram. They were used for Twitter because they are needed for the articles that are written on the 1010 Wins website. And, you know, they deal with people um, losing a loved one. So uh, I just, you know, I just want to say that was part of the reason for me for being away. I, I was handling that type of business. But as always, sports is my first love. And we are here. We are here today to uh, talk about something I haven't spoken about in almost a year here on this show, and that's wrestling. Now, as you guys may know, I am a pretty big wrestling fan. And with that, you know, just the whole process of, of like, whatever they call it, sports entertainment, uh, the growth from the original golden era, as, as it will, when you had Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, you know, all of that stuff. I did a horrible impression of his voice just there. And I, you know, you go all the way to the new generation, to the Attitude Era, which was my favorite era. That's that's actually the era that that made me a, a real fan. Um, I I just, you know, obviously The Rock, as everyone knows, as the biggest movie star in the world, was a wrestler, and he, along with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, that was my teenage years right there watching those guys growing up. And it's just interesting that to this day, you sometimes see him in a ring, especially The Undertaker. 
I don't know how I feel about that yet, but it's a, it's just a very interesting thing. So I want to do an episode on wrestling as a whole and just get opinions on how it's the landscape has changed so much because you're in a world now where things are streaming, as I would know more than most people. And the appointment viewing of tuning in on TV is kind of dwindling down. So ratings are down for WWE, TNA, for those that still find the outdoor network, I believe it's on a pursuit network. The ratings are down. You have a brand new brand coming in in AEW, All Elite Wrestling, that hopes to rival WWE. Or they, they, you know, they say they don't want to rival WWE, but a lot of top stars are going over there. Chris Jericho being one of the biggest. Cody Rhodes, the uh, Young Bucks are the vice presidents of this brand new venture. Uh, being, uh, in my opinion, just they're just a competitor to WWE. You got the wrestler formerly known as Neville, aka Pac, is there. Uh, there's so many rumors of WWE talent not being happy with their contracts and wanting out. Uh, one, namely uh, Sasha Banks, has been a very interesting one because we had last month WrestleMania here in the Tri-State area in New York. Or New Jersey, if you want to be honest. And Sasha Banks went into WrestleMania as one half of the tag team champions. She's with Bailey. Then to leave WrestleMania losing it. And apparently she wasn't too happy backstage with the last minute uh, update that she would be losing the titles that night. Leading to her reportedly asking for her release from WWE. Uh, she, you know, she's along with a bunch of other wrestlers. Uh, the Revival at one point asked for a release. Uh, I believe Mike Maria Canellis asked for a release. Uh Luke Harper was another one that asked for a release. They actually added more time because he was gone for about six months due to injury. So he added more time to his contract. I don't know how their independent contractors' contracts work. I don't want to get into that. John Oliver did a whole thing on it. But Sasha Banks, the reason why I bring that up, because she is one of the biggest stars in the company. And, you know, so many people love her as as a uh, a good guy or a bad guy. I personally like her as a bad guy. And uh, this whole situation has gotten to the point where she could really walk from the company. Same way you're looking at uh, Dean Ambrose, who has let his contract run out without renewing. And he's officially gone from WWE after all the success he had. And he's going back to his independent wrestling name of John Moxley, which leads many people to believe he will sign with AEW very soon. So that's something that's out there. It's a uh, it's just a very turbulent time when it comes to WWE because they face the whole WCW battle, you know, uh, Monday Night Wars, as it will. Like, I, I think this is so different because even though WWE was victorious last time, this time around, people, they see the product and they see the potential of a lot of talent that's on that's that's on these rosters and. They see them not being used correctly, which I think was a different thing than back with the old w, you know, WWF, WCW war, where it was more about money and contracts and guaranteed contracts. That's what you got with WCW. With WWE, it's about the exposure and talent being used correctly, 
which is a totally different mindset and why I think it's a bigger issue that has to be addressed. If you're Vince McMahon and the brass over there, how are we not using the the, uh, the talent correctly? So I'm looking at it now and I'm watching. I watch every week. I went to a lot of WrestleMania events. As you guys can check out on my Instagram at Ed Easton Jr., I enjoy it. Trust me, I enjoy the presentation. These guys, you know, behind the scenes put together an amazing array of history and and just the, the, the feel of it. Yes, it's wrestling. Yes, or sports entertainment, as they like to call it. But they made it to a point where everybody, no matter what age, has a story about it that they can they can appreciate it. And that's something I've always enjoyed about WWE. I, I feel like their athletes are amazing and don't get enough credit for all the stuff that they put their bodies through every single night at times, whether it's on TV or just live house shows, these guys bring it every single time. I don't think they get enough credit. The storytelling is something that the writers, they've been bashed for plenty of times in the past. Now, I don't know what to think when it comes to how they structure a show, because you know everybody at home is a is a genius. Everybody knows exactly what to do when you're behind a keyboard and there's no pressure on you to put together a live program uh, twice twice a week, sometimes three times a week. I'm curious to see how that process really goes down. Uh, you know, Vince McMahon takes a lot of heat for being out of touch, as they say, because he is the final say in everything that happens. With the company, which each with each show, except for NXT and Two Hundred Five Live, which Triple H runs now, his uh, son-in-law, and Triple H has done an amazing job. So hats off to him because I went to NXT uh, New York uh, Takeover New York, and it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. I have yet to be disappointed by an NXT show. I'm telling you, man, I've, I've I feel like every show I've seen something different has had me like shocked, and you know I, I'm. I can't. I can't put in the words. That's how good NXT is. And uh, my problem has been the guys that get called up from NXT to the main roster, which is either Raw or SmackDown, and the struggles they've been having. And just what is it that maybe Vince is now understanding that translates over from NXT to the main roster? I, I just don't get where the disconnect is coming from. But uh, it is something that is troubling, and it's something that I think... The WWE has to address immediately, especially since now we're looking towards one of their biggest pay-per-views. You got Money in the Bank coming soon. Uh, that is a, that's a big one. That, that one obviously is about the whole ladder match. You win the, you win the briefcase. That's what's hanging from the top of the, uh, of the ring. So you have uh, two Money in the Bank ladder matches one for the men, one for the women, and it's a big deal. You know, obviously, everyone has a uh, a chance of cashing in at any time against a champion of their choosing for their for their title. So that pay per view gets a lot of attention. People are hoping that there are huge ratings for that. That's why WWE and Vince McMahon is doing this whole wild card thing, where they're allowing specific. SmackDown superstars or Raw superstars to go back and forth each show to keep the show fresh, to keep things going, keep people interested. They want to hype it up. They want to get ratings up. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they pull it off. I mean, I know for a fact that if you're going to do 
any type of uh, program like that, you just have to have you, you have to have a buzz. You got to have a buzz, especially with AEW doing double or nothing, their second pay-per-view in a uh, couple of days after that. It becomes such a, a big thing now with WWE's reputation and, and with people wanting to leave, stars wanting to leave. It, it's, it's a lot. The days of the Attitude Era are long gone, and you can only, you can only try to be better. You can only try to evolve. You, you, know, you hope a guy like Vince McMahon sees that. And Triple H definitely does. I think they have such a great thing going with NXT. 205 Live is a lot better. Uh, I just think it's 205 Live has done a great job of just focusing on the incredible athleticism of the Cruiserweights, which is what all people really wanted from the beginning. When we saw the Cruiserweight Classic, I think it was like three years ago, it was, it was amazing. I mean, it was so good that it birthed that show. But they kind of got away from it when it became a show. They just put storylines that were just really just nonsensical. People didn't care about a lot of the storylines going on. But now when you add in just the, the pure athleticism, the pure talent of the rosters, it, it becomes a bigger deal. And I'm just happy they did that. I think that just made the most sense. So what, I'm going to be interested to see what happens next because that's going to be a, a, a big deal moving forward. Now, in regards to, in regards to just uh, AEW, it's going to be a lot of eyes on them. The rumor is they're going to be going to Turner. And having a wrestling program back on Turner is such a thing that is going to bring the nostalgia back. A lot of those fans that are anti-WWE are going to flock to AEW immediately. And that immediately puts up its its stock when it comes to diehard wrestling fans. So I'm curious to see how it's going to go and just what direction Cody Rhodes is going in. And the Young Bucks, because at the end of the day, WWE is still the household name. It is still the brand people look to for that entertainment, whether it's good or bad. So uh, it should be good. It should be something that uh, the wrestling business does. It really needs. It really needs that kick. And uh, it should be uh, interesting a uh, couple of weeks leading up to SmackDown going to Fox with the billion dollar deal. AEW kicking off, whether it's on a Tuesday, we don't know yet. It's, uh, it's going to be something that I think a lot of wrestling fans are, are geared up for, and they're ready. They're ready to see this happen. So today's show, besides me just mumbling on and uh, sharing as much knowledge as I can in this monologue, I'm going to have a special, special guest. Now, I'm not going to say he's a special guest on the show. This was just from me being a guest at one of his events recently at the Ainsworth in uh, in uh, Manhattan, Mr. Mark Henry, Mr. Sexual Chocolate himself, Mr. World's Strongest Man, Olympian, you name it. He's also a WWE Hall of Famer. I spent time with him at the event and just the guy is a wealth of knowledge. He knows so much about the business, as you would expect. But the biggest thing that I got from him was his how humble he is and how he loves being with people and just sharing his knowledge. I didn't really pick his brain about too much, but I did ask him an important question. I am happy to share it with you guys a little later in the show. And I do want to share a little bit of his speech from uh, his Hall of Fame induction uh, about a year ago. This was uh, for the WrestleMania in New Orleans. 
And the guy has been, like I said, he's done it all. He's done it all in the business, and he currently hosts a show on Sirius XM Radio for uh, Busted Open Radio. The guy is, like I said, he's a legend in this business, and I was just happy to get to know him. Took a cool picture with him. If you uh, check out my Instagram once again, you can see that. And uh, just going to share that moment that I had with him. And we and we talked about it. He went deep into detail about his transition from um, being an Olympian to uh, becoming a professional wrestler. So uh, definitely shout out to Mark Henry. Shout out to everything that he was setting up for that event, how he's doing it in different cities. So check out his website. Uh, he's, he's, uh, his Instagram is Twitter, the, the Mark Henry. So at the Mark Henry, check him out. And you can get all the updates in terms of what he wants to do. It might be in a town near you, you know, so that's my plug because like I said, I had a great time, met a couple of new people as well. It's uh, it's great if you're a wrestling fan just to be able to sit and watch a episode of Monday Night Raw, get his feedback, his take from it, from just watching the show. It was really cool. Uh, also, I have a super fan on the show. I don't want to call him an expert, but the guy speaks like he's an expert. I had him on the show last season for uh, the New York Mets. This is Eric Garments. And he is such a wrestling head now for a guy who really didn't get into it till about a couple of years ago, but has incredible insight, follows the Indies consecutive, you know, consistently, not consecutively. But uh, just like I said, a wealth of knowledge. We and him just chopped up about everything going on in wrestling. So it won't just be me talking in a monologue. Uh, you get another person's point of view. And as always, hit me up at Eddieson Jr. Twitter, Instagram. I know I've plugged it about 10 times, but feel free. Let me know what you want, what you think of the show. And if you have any thoughts on a topic. So until then, I'm step aside, take a break. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify iHeartRadio now combines your favorite radio stations plus your on-demand music collection all in one app. iHeartRadio All Access now allows you to take your music collection offline to listen anywhere without a connection or using data. From the My Music Pivot, tap on a playlist you want to take offline. Toggle to Offline. Indicators will fill in seconds, showing when your tracks and playlists are available offline. Radio plus unlimited music all in one app. All right, we're back Sports Social with Easton Jr. And it's been a while since I've had this guy here. Well, he wants to shake my hand. Yeah, 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 people can see this, you know, <laughs> clearly radio-wise. Um, but uh, I have Mr. Eric Garman. You know, I haven't... I haven't gone by your, your, your nickname because it's sort of like an in-house thing. Yeah, it's an in-house thing. So, you know what I mean? I'm not going to share it for the audience, okay? I'm just not going to do that right now. <laughs> and the last time you were on the show, we were talking about baseball. Yes. We were talking about the New York Mets in particular because you are such a Mets, you know. I can't... Fan. Can't really... Is it a fan? I guess we'll call it... You are a big Mets fan, but you also do a lot with MLB numbers. That was your whole thing. Yes. But you are... Something else that I learned over time is that you are a huge wrestling guy yes and not just wwe i'm talking about the indies you know evolve uh, you name it uh he knows everything about it so i figured since i'm doing a wrestling episode i gotta have you know mr uh, mr garman here on the show so eric thank you for uh, taking the time thank you for having me Ed. yeah uh definitely late in life uh to wrestling i've only been uh watching wrestling since wrestlemania 31 that was my very first Wrestling show in full that I watched. That bothers me as a wrestling fan that you started watching WrestleMania 31. No, that was where I started. I was uh, 
I was, you know, I had been kind of following along with the, the stories. I was understanding the story beats. I was able to talk about the storylines without watching as other people were talking about them. It made sense. And then uh, a friend of mine said, you know, why don't you, why don't you stick around? Watch, uh, watch the WrestleMania. I'll, I'll buy dinner. I'll, I'll, you know, sweeten the pot. And so I stuck around and I watched. And then that uh, kept, just kept going. Okay. All right. So that's cool. That's, that's a good way to just start everything up, you know. Yeah. So my question for you now, you've been watching the product. Yes. And have you seen a huge change? I'm talking about WWE. Have you seen a huge change from when it started to where it is now? Well, I mean, one, one major change, obviously, from when I started back in uh, 2014, uh, obviously, there was the brand split. Uh, back when I started watching, SmackDown was taped, aired on Thursdays, and it didn't really change anything. Maybe once in a while, something notable would happen on SmackDown, but uh, you wouldn't have to necessarily see it. You could just read about it ahead of time, right? and they would talk about it on Raw. Anyway, now with the brand split, uh, you know, they have such a deep uh, roster of talent that it was really, in my mind, necessary uh, to prevent burnout. Uh, mm-hmm. And you have you know, unique talent on both shows, and it you know, means if you want to see all of your favorite talent who might be split up among two shows, you've got to watch both shows. So that's definitely a, a plus on WWE side. Uh, it gives mo- more exposure. That was the original plan. Yes. You get more exposure to guys that, you know, would probably be just be stuck in the middle card or uh, possibly stuck on, you know, main event, which is always like the pre-show. Sure. You look yeah. at uh, you look at a guy like Heath Slater uh, with the, you know, the original brand split. You had the, the tag team of Heath yeah. Slater and, and Rhino. Rhino. Yeah. And there was a, you know, a month plus long story uh, because they needed to crown new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So you, all of a sudden you had Heath Slater and Rhino, a guy who's, you know, a long-time fed ECW, WWE, WWF, uh, and two guys who really had nothing going for them, mm-hmm. all of a sudden became one of the hottest acts in the company. It's weird how they got over it. They got over for being so odd, because they yeah. were an odd couple for the most part. But uh, just even aside from that now, I'm looking at the way things have changed. People talk about the ratings. People talk about... Sure. Uh, the big change in regards to um, not having a, a true main guy. Because let's put it in perspective. John Cena, whether you like him or hate him, he was the guy. You know? sure. Everyone acknowledged him as the guy the fans did, as well as the people in, in the locker room did. Now, Roman Reigns has been positioned, obviously, as the guy. And he is respected in the locker room. He is respected within the business. But the fans haven't really you know, taken on to him. Why do you think that is? I think part of it is because uh, this is right when I got uh, into it. The you know the first full show I watched WrestleMania thirty one. You had the the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns WWE Championship match, uh, and it was just you know a match that nobody was really yeah. getting on. And you know clearly Lesnar was positioned as heel. Reigns was supposed to be the ascendant and overcoming face. And they kind of hit the panic button with Seth Rollins' money in the bank, which, you know... Which ended up being perfect, if you really be honest. Sure, it worked out perfectly. Um, But even after that, for a long time that followed, it was still all about Roman Reigns and what is Roman Reigns going to do. Like, sure, they put him into some other feuds, but there was always that question, when is he going to come back to the top? And uh, after he eventually got the title 
uh, at Survivor Series later that year, partly because Rollins had to drop it due to injury, it was immediately you know, taken off of him with Sheamus cashing in his money in the bank, uh, and then they ran an angle over the next, uh, I was, I'd say probably about a month and a half, running into early January, uh, when you know, Mr. McMahon got involved, Reigns got the title back, or you know, he had to win the title back in a, you know, a winner-you're-fired match, and then all of a sudden it was you know, Reigns against the authority, just the, the same old nugget, and then Triple H won the title at Royal Rumble 2015, and then Reigns had to win it back from him at WrestleMania 32 in a match that was terrible on a show hmm. that was terrible. Yes. And he's always just been positioned as the guy you're supposed to love because they're booking him as a guy that is supposed to be, you know, this, you know, Super Cena type. Yeah, and, and it, the reason why I have an issue with it, now obviously he's coming back from, the, you know, leukemia, sure. going in remission, which I think is an amazing story. Uh, the problem I have is even watching his matches now, it's, it seems like the same template. Yeah. You know, he gets beat on for a good 80% of the match. Sure. Then he has his huge power-up. And his Superman punch and spear, you know? Yeah, his, his moveset, while physically impressive, yeah. it, it's very by the book. Uh, yes. He doesn't have any you know, major submissions. He doesn't have any but, other power moves. But that's okay, in my opinion, because remember when he first came out, when people did like him, when he was just kind of like the non-talking member mm-hmm. of the Shield, when Dean Ambrose did a lot of sure, talking yeah. and Rollins... It was because he was a brute. He was just a guy throwing people around. And I think it was the Royal Rumble, not the one he won, but the one where he threw out like 12 people. Yeah, It was yeah. a great way for him to look strong and for it to make sense. It looked like it made sense. I think the problem is that um, taking him out of the, the shield uh, kind of bubble, you had Rollins as the, the high flyer and more of a technician. You had Ambrose as kind of the wild card or yeah. the occasional comic relief or just kind of like, you know, the guy, who, what's he going to do next? And then Reigns was able to be the, the silent, uh, you know, heavy. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's never been uh, a great promo. He's been improving, but especially in his early singles push, yes, he was being counted on to give these uh, very stilted, very scripted, promos and he did not have uh, the stuff necessary to do it and occasionally when WWE would let him kind of cut loose and be a little more himself and more of a natural speaker he does better but when he has to revert to these scripted and canned promos he just can't deliver on them and it's it's so hard to deliver on them especially when the show is being rewritten on the fly week to week. Yeah, and that's that's been an issue. We've been a lot of changes of writers, producers over the last a couple of months, which has been a li- very alarming. And yes. you know, a lot of stuff with everyone likes to focus on Vince being the blame because of how good the NXT product is. And then there's a big deal with the NXT stars that get called up, just get buried themselves. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, War Raiders. Uh, you mean, the, the, what do they call that? The they Viking are, are, Raiders? The Viking Raiders now. Yeah. You look, you look at a team like War Raiders who had a very hot, very good opener to the WrestleMania weekend with the tag title defense against uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black uh, and what was Ricochet and Aleister Black's NXT farewell match. And then three days later, they show up on Raw 
as the Viking experience with you know <laughs> change name change names for the team change names for the wrestlers and it's not immediately clear who is who right and they couldn't even get the pronunciations clear you had some people saying Evar or Evor yeah. the backlash is so strong that the next week they changed the name they kind of meet in the middle as the Viking Raiders instead of the Viking experience except they changed the name of their finisher from Fallout to the Viking experience because they can't seem to let go of it and now within a month or so of debuting they're in basically a nothing feud with Lucha House Party where nobody's really going anywhere and it's not right. it's not the fault of any of of the you know the wrestlers any of no. the talent they can only do what they're directed to do they, they have can to do their job so much with what they're given yeah and I, I completely agree with that. Um, another problem that I have is you, you do a brand split, you know, and you say you're going to do this shake-up, which is cool to have an annual after the WrestleMania. That makes sense, sure. you know? You got to stay consistent with it. Yes. I feel like if you're going to do such a, a shake-up, this, this should have been planned months in advance in terms of who's going to move where. I, and I feel like even the wrestlers now have no idea. No, and, and that's always been an issue with uh, the shake-up is it's pretty widely known that uh, most people don't know. Yeah. What show they're actually going to be on, right? Uh, and you know they they did the shakeup, and then all of a sudden they had to retcon a bunch of stuff because they split up, you know, uh, people in relationships, people yeah. who were married. At least this time they didn't. They had also split any make, married people make good on the Fox deal to have certain people yep. available when it goes to Fox in October for yep. SmackDown, like a Roman Reigns. Yes. And now, to be fair, it was probably a good idea to move him off of Raw in general. He was getting stale there. Sure, because he'd yeah. been there since the original split. Yeah. Same as Styles being on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It, it makes sense to switch it up. Yeah. But, you know, they were still doing Superstar shakeup things two, three weeks after the fact. And now there's the wild card rule, which basically <laughs> makes it uh, moot and, and worthless. Because now people can just show up anywhere at any time. And I was talking with you before, uh, you know off the pod, mm-hmm. uh, the, the wild card rule didn't even make it one day before the original rules were broken, exactly. which, it, which just goes <laughs> to show that there is no creative consistency, and that's the biggest thing, is that, like, you know, sure, you, you and I, speaking as, you know, you know, adults watching the product are looking at it from a different angle than, like, you know, a kid, uh, a kid yeah. or a teenager might look at it, but, you know... There's still we we're not asking for you know the most uh, you know thought out the you know a perfect storyline that goes for months and months and months like sure fans will fantasy book till the end of time right. but all we we're just looking for consistency, consistency and continuity. All right, and the last thing I want to get to uh, Sasha Banks. Yes, it's been a lot of speculation, a lot of controversy, a lot of there's no real legit answer as no. what's going on to the legit boss because. You know, everyone heard about her being upset, her and Bailey. Obviously, Bailey came back to work. Sure. Sasha said she wanted to quit. You know, she does the whole thing on social media, puts out a statement. Um, she also unfollows WWE because, you know, that's a big deal in 2019 when you yeah. unfollow somebody, I especially mean, a company. I mean, you look at, you know, Triple H liking a tweet about, you know, storylines and uh, health insurance for wrestlers, and it becomes a story in itself. Yeah, it does. And that everything you do, you, yeah. your online presence is an extension of you. That's what everyone you know continues to say. And now the thing with Banks is, uh, they sent her home yep. to just get her head together, make up you know her mind and everything. She follows AEW. She's made it pretty much known that she wants out. 
if you're WWE, what do you do? You got a, a person who, she sells a lot of merchandise, sure. very popular, also was never given the right push mm-hmm. on, and that she has, yes, she's won the title four times, but she's never successfully defended it. Right. Then she had the uh, tag team titles for a month. She's a better heel. She's never got a true heel run in the WWE the way she did with NXT. What, if you're WWE, how do you convince her to stay? Because I can't see her staying. Sure. Uh, it's tough. I mean, you, you look at a guy like, uh, I guess I would say now, the former Dean Ambrose, yeah. uh, John Moxley. They, he was, you know, obviously, it's all hearsay and secondhand information. But he was obviously, uh, it seemed frustrated with the creative direction. He was frustrated that as soon as, uh, you know, Roman Reigns, a, a real close personal friend, was diagnosed uh, with uh, leukemia coming back, he had to turn heel and basically lean into that as a storyline, yes, and that yeah. was kind of the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. They offered him a lot whatever, of, yeah. whatever money, whatever creative power. Who knows? Wasn't enough for him, and now he's you know free as can be. No, uh, no restrictions. No non competes. Doesn't have to stay off TV ninety days. He can show up anywhere, anytime he wants. I thought he handled it in a very professional manner. Absolutely, saying that he's not coming back. He did what was asked of him. Yeah, he did the squash matches. He did yep. it. And he left, and I thought WWE also did the right thing by at least honoring him for what he did bring with the Shield. Sure. So, him going to AEW, which is most likely what everyone thinks is going to happen, this lets you know AEW has a lot of staying power, and it has a lot of potential, especially if they're getting the big deal with Turner Sports. Right. Now, the big question with Banks is, uh, you you could argue who has... The best men's wrestling uh, on the planet is it WWE? Is you know including NXT? Yes. Is it New Japan? Is it you know some people might you know say Ring of Honor? You know they've got guys in like uh, Bandito and Brody mm-hmm. King, guys who are kind of on the up. Uh, is it going to be the forthcoming AEW? Right. But there isn't a similar uh, argument to be had for women's professional wrestling because once you get past WWE. Nobody else is in the conversation. You know, the Impact Knockouts division, they're, no. do, they're doing great work. It's not the same. It's not the same being on Twitch or on the Pursuit channel. Yes. Uh, Women of Honor is pre- a, a pretty solid afterthought. Yes. Uh, nobody knows what AEW's division is going to be like. You know, women's independent wrestling, you know, you got people, you, they're even, you know, women's, all women's promotions like Shimmer and Shine, but yeah. it doesn't give you the same. Uh, yeah, it's a WWE gives you the better yeah. platform. That's the or even line. even yeah. if you go back over to Japan, you look at a place like you know, uh, Joshi Pro or mm-hmm. Stardom, and those are big big deals in Japan because women's and men's wrestling don't interact as much as they do in the United States. Right. But WWE, when it comes to women's wrestling, you know, until AEW gets started, there is no, there's not even a number two. Yeah, yeah. Sasha Banks. I think that's one of the things she has to think about because you're not gonna go over there and say, "Oh, I'm gonna feud with Brandy Rhodes for three months." You know, it's just not. Yeah, I don't think that's there's yeah. Brandy Rhodes, Britt Breaker, Nyla Rose, Ally. Yeah, but it's not deep. You know, that's no. the whole thing. Yeah, and sure, there needs to be, you know, you have to start somewhere, and an interesting starting point would be potentially putting a heel, Sasha Banks or whatever name she goes by in AEW if she goes there, putting her on top and leaving her on top for a long time while you build up the division under her. Right. But who knows what AEW is even going to be. By the time they start on TV, right? Especially, yeah. especially with uh, you know the, the the declining wrestling ratings being big industry news. 
Well, it's a big deal because remember, we're in a new age. This isn't like the 90s when you have just TV as the main component. There are different options. A lot of people are not even watching the product live. Yeah. That's the thing. People are watching it on demand. There's so many options on demand. You go on a YouTube, and I think WWE does a great job on their social media presence. All the clips are there. Yeah. So why am I sitting through the whole show? You know, that's why I think a lot of people are saying. But it's, 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 a cat, it's, it's like a, a give or take. You give people enough content they'll either take away from something else, you know? Right. And that's the problem that they're having right now. And I, I just, I don't know how they can fix it because they do, like I say, they do a great job social media-wise. Mm-hmm. If I miss a show, I can catch up basically by just watching their social media. Yeah, you, they tell you, you everything in five minutes. You check WWE social media. You yeah. check, you know, just if you, if you follow enough people on Twitter, you can go to, you know, www.com, uh, mm-hmm. anywhere. There's a you know, handful of wrestling news sites you can mm-hmm. check out. Any, anything you miss, you can catch up on. And for WWE, AEW, any yeah. you know, any promotion anywhere, it's about putting forth a product that's going to make people want to watch it live. All right, last last thing, real quick. Sure. Best independent promotion out right now is that's a really good question. Um, uh, you, you'd be hard pressed to say. I mean, if you discount places like Impact, or Ring of Honor, New mm-hmm. Japan, uh, AEW, it, it would always be really easy to say something like. Uh, PWG, okay, because they're 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 the super indie. They get so many people in, but yeah, they work pretty closely with Ring of Honor, and a lot of guys are going to AEW. They don't necessarily want to rock the boat, but while they're doing great stuff, I would say that the the hottest indie promotion right now uh, in the United States is probably Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, mm, wow, okay, I didn't see that one coming. Game Changer Wrestling, yeah. right? They're they're yeah. still kind of building up, but they have uh, they've taken. The, you know, they they really sprouted out of Joey Janela's Spring Break One, and mm-hmm. that was their start, and that was how they uh, kind of launched themselves into the conversation it's to a point where this past year, of course, it helped that it was local, Game Changer being a New Jersey based promotion. Yeah. Um, but they had their own similar thing to like you know the WWN experience. They had one building mm-hmm. where promotions came and worked with them and ran the same building. They had you know eleven shows in one building in three days, nice. and you know they've got guys like Joey Janela. They bring in people, you know they bring in guys like they've brought in uh, Takamichi Noka yeah. to, to work their shows, and they've got you know one of the one of the great local hero types and Nick Gage. Uh, they're helping you know. Game Changer is, you know, on the independence there, starting to change the game. Yeah, it definitely sounds good. And as you can tell, this man knows a lot in his short period of time. You know, I'm still telling him to check out the network, <laughs> watch some of the early watch stuff. Watch the old stuff. I want you to get to the early stuff, okay? That I can fully say, I can't say you're a, uh, an expert yet. Sure. Until you know all the early stuff, okay? But I'm saying that he's pretty damn good, as you know. Uh, Eric Garment, thank, thank you, you as always. Thank you, Ed. All right. It's not always easy being a dad. When's the fairy princess coming? Any minute now. What? What do you mean she's not coming? But it's always worth it. It's a fairy princess! It is I! Groove's Zinker Pen! The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. I know it's really you, Drew. I'm just pretending for the other kids. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4-DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Let me ask you, though. Was it tough making that transition from doing, like, the Olympics and doing the strongman to being in a ring, like, every day like that? Very hard. 
and lifting is an anaerobic sport. Do something and then you stop. You rest for a long time and then you recover. Do some more, rest, stop, recover. Wrestling, you don't go. You don't go. Five minutes stretches, then boom, somebody go down and you get the breathe. Wow. And then you go again for another 10 minutes. And every five to 10 minute interval, you start to lose more and more. You start to feel like you ever did a lot of bench presses. Then you try to go do something else on your arm. Just feel tired. Oh man. So until it takes off, it takes almost a year. And then, oh, oh it's my joint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so honored and thankful to be here tonight to talk about my friend Mark Henry. You know, Mark Henry and I have been up and down the road for many years, from Louisville to traveling together up and down the road in the cars, and, and Mark became like family to me. And I always make the joke that Mark's my brother from another mother, and I mean that with all my heart. I mean, Mark's beautiful wife, Jan, his son, Jacob, my favorite, his little girl, Jojo, who, thank God, looks like her mother and not her father. <laughs> but when you travel with a guy so much, you, they become family. You learn their moods, you know? And I remember one, one afternoon, I came into the arena, and I saw Mark Henry. He's sitting down on the bench, and he's got both elbows on his knees, and his hands together, and his head's bowed, and he just, he looks sad. So I'm worried about my friend. I put my bag away and I came over and I sat next to him and I put my arm around my big brother and I said, Mark, is everything all right or are you okay? And Mark looks up at me and he says, man, I've been spending the last 30 minutes trying to tear this quarter in half and I could only bend it. <laughs> well, okay, Mark, that's, that's a real good thing. I just patted him on the back and then I went into a bathroom stall and cried because I was thinking to myself, wow, that, I feel bad for that quarter. He bent it. <laughs> now, many of you don't realize, but Mark Henry is the big WWE superstar he is, the, the magnanimous personality that he has. He's also one of WWE's best recruiters. Some of the talent sitting in this audience right now, Mark Henry is introduced to the WWE. He's went out and found them, talked to them. He would find anyone that was interested in our business, take the time to talk to them and put them on the right path from young guys. His door is always open for people about this business. Now, not to slip, because I'm telling you, Mark Henry is also the kind of guy you don't want to test. I remember one time we were in Spain and posted all over backstage that says no photos. Mark Henry is not the guy you just come up and stick a camera in his face and take a picture you might want to ask first. So Mark and I are talking. Next thing you know, some guy pops up with one of those little Canon cameras where the lens comes out, the little small ones, discreet. He thought he was going to be sneaky backstage. And Mark covered about 15 feet in one step, grabbed this guy's camera and crushed it like you or I would crush a paper cup. The lens broke, the lithium battery exploded, cameras on the ground. Now this guy that was taking the picture was talking trash to Mark over his shoulder, walking away in a hurry. Like, you know, Mark Henry basically knocked the cool out of his walk. So I walked up, I look at this crumbled pile of camera, the battery is smoking. 
I said, Mark, I'm your friend. If you ever, and I mean ever, grab me like that, I will hit you with my car. <laughs> I can't express to you all how truly humbled and honored I am to introduce the 2018 Hall of Fame World's Strongest Man Sexual Chocolate My friend My brother from another mother The man in the myth Mark Henry Owen Hart I, I can say a lot about Owen Hart, but I, I don't have time to say all everything about Owen Hart. Owen brought so much joy to my life. I wish that um, he could be here with us. And I miss him dearly. And Martha, like camera, zoom, like zoom in here. I know it's not pretty, but just zoom. Uh, please. This is not from the from the company. This is not from other wrestlers. This is from his other brother. He needs to be here. And I hate that I haven't kept up like I should have. I love to be able to look down one day and see Oj able to be among us. This is birthright. Now I know I'm, I'm, the, I'm the most well, I'm mostly known as the world's strongest man, but I would be remiss if I didn't miss mention my ever so sweet alter ego sexual chocolate. I swear, I, I haven't seen him in a while, but I, I hope that he's doing very, very well. And some of y'all might think that I have a lot left in the tank. And you're right. I don't know why you're grabbing your collar, John, because you know and I know that I should have got a shot at that WWE title. And I'm not just pointing John out, there's a, there's a lot of other stars in here. AJ Styles. You got a title that I can take. Roman Reigns, you don't have the title yet, 
but you can give it up or get it took. I want to take the time to thank Mark Henry, the uh, living legend himself, WWE Hall of Famer, Olympian, and he is literally the world's strongest man. The guy is like, you know, still, like, still, like, built for retirement. Uh, thank him for just, like, speaking to me and just just having, you know, a full-on conversation with people he didn't know. I mean, the guy was really nice and just a great event. So, once again, I remind everybody, check him out on Twitter, Instagram, at the Mark Henry and follow his different dates. See if he has uh, another one happening maybe in your town somewhere. It was uh, it was definitely an experience. Uh, also, uh, thank you to Eric Garment for sharing his thoughts, even though I know it wasn't hard for him to, to say how he felt about the world of wrestling. The guy just loves it. He goes to independent shows. He goes everywhere. So uh, it was just I appreciate his insight with everything going on. Until next time, as always, hit me up, Instagram, Twitter. This has been Sports Social with Eddie Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Spotify.